What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a cast member of Set It Off ATL, an esthetician, radio personality, entrepreneur, all the things of the things, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender, or lack thereof, in between, Join me in welcoming to the show, Marciano King. How are you doing? I am well, Sean. <laughs> I am well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you first responding, making some time for me in your calendar, taking my call, all the things. Thank you for being here. Yes, absolutely. So let's jump right in, shall we? Let's get into it. Tell my audience, who is Marciano King? Wow, Marciano King. He is the king. Marciano King is someone that's about love. I'm 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 all about love and giving people chances. That's that's me. Um, Brought up in a um, military family around the world, was able to, you know, um, learn different cultures, um, which was a blessing, you know, especially a young black male, being able mm-hmm. to be around the world, go around the world, learn. And I, yeah, guys. What happened? You was just saying you, you, that you've been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. That too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, God. Yes. And I graduated from a school, from um, high school, down in um, Atlanta, not Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know why I'm saying Atlanta, Georgia, but Warner Robins, Georgia. Um, (laughs) Yeah, went into college down in Tuscaloosa at Stillman College, HBCU Pride. Um, Got my degree there from um, history, secondary education with a minor in business. I started my business um, as an esthetician. I went to school for that here in Atlanta, Georgia as an esthetician and started my business in skincare, doing facials, doing body treatments, all that good stuff. But people that know me, they know I am the life of the party around amongst my friends. I am a sit back type of person as well. Like if, if I'm in um, in a new group setting, 
I have to mm-hmm. observe everybody. That's how I am. But if you know me, you know I'm all about love. I'm all I'm all about positivity. I love to have fun. Yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm a, I, I call myself a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now we love mm-hmm. somebody who keeps the job in a coin, honey. We love a Kiki Palmer keeper. We love a Kiki keeper job Palmer type. I love that Absolutely. for you. <laughs> Thank you. And speaking of Kiki Palmer realness, I didn't even realize the punchline in that and the segue that it was at the same time. You better work. You're on your Kiki Palmer shit for real. So you just taught me some shit off mic that you allowed me to bring on the show. You're you're in the process of baby fostering. You're in the process of, of getting you a little baby thing, a little, a little little one. Yes, I am. I am in a process. I know most people think it's hard, but it's not a hard process. It's not a hard process. I'm at the end of it to where they come in, they do their um, assessment of my home, which is, I'm ready for them to come on now, but you know, it's like a pop-up, you know, like, so I'm waiting on that, but I am so excited. Hopefully by, I want to say by January or February, I will have a child in my home. Do you already know the baby or like have, That's or the is thing. that process you not? You don't know who the child would be. You don't know. You can tell them, hey, I want a, um, I want a, a young uh, young male that's in the, let's say, kindergarten or up to seventh grade. You can tell them that. You can tell them those type of age, but you don't know until they bring that child into your home. Wow. Yeah. So it's a blatant surprise for the both of y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think you do have the choice for like, if you want a child that's disability, um, like disabled, um, you may have a choice of that. You can choose like the gender as well. Okay. Yep. That is interesting. See, I didn't even think about it like that. I just thought like, you don't even get to know the baby first. Like y'all just, y'all just busting each other lives wide open. What's tea? What's good? <laughs> we in this thing together. What's up, Thelma? What, 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 what's up, Louise? Right. It's very like, <laughs> you know, Flex and Brianna in this bitch. Right. It's very one-on-one. I love that for you. Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. C- 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 congratulations again. Thank you, love. Of course. Now, do you have a preference? on boy or girl? I do have a preference. I do, yes, I do have a preference. I do want a young, a young um, black male that's in the age of between four and 10. But however, comma, if it's a a family of two or three, then I would take him in. I I wouldn't mind the the gender, I wouldn't. But if it's a single child, then I, I prefer a male child. I absolutely I'm, love I'm, that. I do not have no girls here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I understand, Chell. I absolutely <laughs> get it. Now, let's go back a little bit. Because, okay. like I told you off mic, ain't none of y'all gonna make me cry on my own damn show. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> No, because I like happy tears. I'm excited for you. That is amazing because like I have an eight year old and I know the process and it is oh child and like oh 
And yeah. But like, you're going through a completely different thing. Like we, we literally like got our daughter fresh from the womb, like delivered mm-hmm. from from the coochie to the chest, like from the coochie to the chair. <laughs> yes, God. Like we did chest to chest. It was all the things of the thing. Oh. Like it was a lot. Yeah. Like that's why I want to cry because, like, child, like just. He just without even all of that, just the process of bringing, like, bringing and nurturing life of yes. any age is just beautiful to me. Like, I just absolutely love that. And the fact that you wanted to be a young black male, you don't have to go into that, but because right. all the reasons are obvious. But yeah, I like kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, so you mentioned about your daughter. So you had your mm-hmm. daughter since she was a baby. She's now eight years old. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that is that's beautiful. That is beautiful. It it's the daughter I manifested, or is my karma? I'm not exactly sure which yet. She she's only eight, so check in when she's sixteen. Um, <laughs> right. See if I'm still alive. Uh, right. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like I'm raising my own little Penny Proud. I'm raising my own little Moesha. I'm raising my own little yes. Penny Me. Like people say she's exactly like me and I am trying to be exactly like her. So, you know, but yeah, we've had her since she was literally born. So, so sweet. That is so sweet. Yeah, like we went through the entire process, like, of, you know, our surrogate but like she's a family member but you you know for the professional reason technically she was a surrogate but like for professional reasons i say that because she is a family member but you know whatever but um but yeah so we went through through that whole process i gained baby weight i got cravings my 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 hormones were all over the fucking place like yeah it was crazy Shout out to my husband. Love you, babe. Yes, shout out uh, to the hubby. <laughs> he, he, he holds it down. Shout he out to him. That's good. That is so cute. Absolutely. <laughs> but yes. Now, quick question before we move okay. on from that. What specifically... Well, I mean you're not in a relationship so I guess there there really wasn't a choice on that but but did you have a specific choice in your mind to want to start this process as, as a single parent or was it like well I'm just not with anybody right now this is when I want to do it so this is what I'm going to do it oh wow great oh. question because you know um, some of that did factor into it because I was once in a relationship many many years ago tried getting in relationships trying to love someone that didn't work. So my mind was um, last, about a year ago, I said, you know what? If I'm not in a relationship in the beginning of this year, then guess what? I want to foster. So it the fostering um, took place last year from December. So yeah, so from December. It took from December, and then I was, um, I'm in property management as well, well, so I was traveling, so I couldn't do a lot of um, in, you know, in-person meeting at times, so we had to prolong a lot okay. of the, you know, the, the transition and the the process, and, um, but me personally, I said, if I'm not in a relationship by 
this year and I'm not in love with someone, I do want a child that I can love. So yeah. So that's where my mind came in to that. I absolutely love that. Have you ever seen the movie Torch Song Trilogy? What, say that again? What's the name of the movie? Torch Song Trilogy. No, I haven't. It's my favorite movie of all time. It stars Harvey, um, Harvey Firestein and Matthew Broderick. It came out uh, in, I think, the 80s, maybe? Maybe earlier than that. But uh, maybe late 70s, early 80s, I think. But um, it's a beautiful story about a guy who just happens to be a professional drag queen but he goes through life going through these three acts of him going through these relationships and by the third act you know there is well you just watch the movie and you'll understand why I told you to watch it because I don't want to spoil okay. anything for you but okay. yeah watch okay. the movie and then I'll get back with you and we'll break it down because it's my favorite movie of all time and I cry every time I watch it and oh. <laughs> yeah, it. You'll love it. Okay, okay. Shout out to Harvey Firestein. Right. <laughs> now let's go back a little bit. Okay. When did you fall in love with reality TV? When did I fall in love? You know what? Huh. I never thought that I would be part of a production. Um, mm -hmm. I thought well be a cast member. Um, I always wanted to do it as far as me being the person behind the camera or me directing how something should go, like what we call the EP, executive producer. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. But there were two things I wanted to do this year. And that was one of them. I wanted to get out of my shell. I want to get out of the box of being in front of a camera or just doing what we're doing now, talking to a complete stranger. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said that I, there were two things I wanted to do. I wanted to do reality um, TV and I wanted to um, become a foster parent. And there were other things I wanted to do, but the two things that has happened already um, this year have been part of, you know, set it off. Mm -hmm. So that did come to play for me. And then also um, finishing um, becoming a foster parent, the process. You got, you so got, got big goals. Down. He said, "Big boy, big goal." <laughs> so yeah, I, I've never been the type of person that want to be in front of the camera. Never, really. <laughs> but I said, you know, there are some things I want to just, you know, um, what I wanted to oh, overcome because I, being when I talked and when I did other things. Um, I didn't care because they were minors, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't care about teaching in front of a class or teaching people that are minors, but um, someone in my age group, I was like, oh my God, I, I don't think I can do that. Or, and sometimes when I look at myself in the mirror, I try to look at myself in the mirror so quick and keep it moving. Or, um, yeah. And when I Why? record take pictures, I don't like taking pictures of myself, but I, because I don't feel like I take good pictures. So mm. I felt like if I ever be on a camera, I would not look good on a camera. When I Even when I try to videotape myself, I'm like, this is going to look right. So yeah, those insecurities of that. But that's what got me into um, just bringing myself out more. 
you know, it's a totally strange. Totally feel that. <laughs> now, continuing into that mindset, tell mm-hmm. me about the casting process of Set It Off ATL and what that whole situation was like for you. Like, what was what was the journey that led you to saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm filling out the application. I'm, I'm going to the casting. Like, what what lit that spark for you? And then what was the actual casting process like? Okay. So, um, I have done two scenes on Chasing, um, chasing Reality, of, you know, Chasing Atlanta. I did okay. two scenes as, you know, um, filming for my spa scene and also doing a spa party for Oliver okay. Twitch. And um, okay, and I'm the show, huh? Uh, I was just saying, um, shout out to him, he's been on the show before. Yes, that's from Oliver. Yeah, that's my nephew. I love him to death. <laughs> love Oliver. Love yes, and um, so Brandon, the EP of Set It Off, was all he also is on their production as well. And um, I didn't know I would ever meet him again. So one day I was in Florida at one of my properties and I said, you know what? Let me reach out to Pop-Up Production and and let them know, hey, I am interested, you know? So during the first part of the process, um, I did my interview. I said, oh, I got it. And um, the EP, Brandon, he kind of is like me, don't like being in front of a camera. He'd rather be the person behind the scene, you know? And I was telling him, I'm I'm a shy person, I'm this and that. I said, but I want to do this so we can bring it out of me. And after that, we did our filming with the cast. Um, The cast member, we call them group members, cast members, whatever you want to call them. And um, I just learned so much from myself this, this year so far. I learned so much, giving myself to people. Even though I was kind of stuck in my box of, around strangers, and you probably can tell that as well as you watch the um, watch the show, but um, mm-hmm. it really helped me out a whole lot. Now I'm a type of person I'm very outspoken now. When I feel like someone is doing me wrong, especially at work or just out in public, I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, we, we, it's not. Gonna, I mean, I've been doing. It. I, I would tell someone, no, we ain't gonna do it like that. But I'm more um, vocal, if that makes right. sense. I'm more vocal. I go, I go live a lot now on uh, other people's platform, um, and I'm Look doing at you. <laughs> you here talking to me? Hey, mm-hmm. thank so, you. That was the process and getting to know a new group of people. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, yeah. do you thinking about it going back? Do you feel like, or do you think you joined reality television for yourself exclusively to represent your community? Or was there a combination of those two factors? I would say it was a combination of of those two factors because I am, so I'm not sure, did you watch the last, not this episode, but the episode of last week? I have not seen the most recent episode. No, so, I've seen episode six, but not episode seven. Not episode seven. So you got to go back to watch episode seven. You will see where, um, where, I'm, where I'm coming from when I say this. Um, okay. Being on a reality TV show, I was able to give people, like family, if they ever watch, who I really am, because I never came out to my family. 
I never came out to my mom. So, yeah. So that so episode seven, you will get a glimpse of that of me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you gain? So everybody. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Well, okay. Damn. That was. Listen. Congratulations on order. Yeah. So I can't never about reality television. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. And a lot of people say, your mama know, your sister know, your father this, blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't know if they do know. They don't act like they know. <laughs> but they gonna, hopefully yeah. they still love me regardless of how I live my life. Because I'm not harming anyone. Um, I haven't killed anyone because of my lifestyle. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Chad, it'll be all right. Absolutely. It'll be all right. I'm in the stage of my life to where, hey, you know what? If they leave me, I have a whole big family back in Alabama that would take me in. <laughs> and they already have. <laughs> well, that's where I'm at now, child. So if you do have to end up around that family house in the Alabama, let me know. And child, we make and go out for a drink or something, child. That's where you live in Alabama? Uh-huh. Really? What part? I'm in a town that most people, when they think of Alabama, have never heard of, called Ab- called Abbeville. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. The it's legacy giving, continues. It's giving, <laughs> it's giving ghost. Mm-hmm. It's giving ghost town. It's giving... Yeah. yeah. Did we yeah. just pass that place? <laughs> It's giving very drive through and you missed it. Like you drive right. through the town and you like you don't even know you drove through it. I guarantee oh, you, it, it's that town. You drove through it and you don't even know it. Yeah, it gives that. Oh wow! Oh wow! Shout out to my husband though. It's his hometown. God bless you, Poppy. But I, oh, that's wait, that's his hometown. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm here, child. I'm from North okay. Carolina, but I was raised back and forth between Fayetteville and Douglasville, okay. Georgia. Okay. So, you a peach. <laughs> you know, she real suburban and whatnot, you know. Right. But, <laughs> child, I've been down here since 2012, so, you know, people just you say, oh, but you from here. I was like, you yeah, whatever, child. You almost from there for this 12. Okay, yeah, you Alabama. Yeah. I think my husband and my child are from here. Period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie, anyway, shut up yeah. in North Carolina. Absolutely. <laughs> how, now, for the people who don't know, okay. how long have you been on the show? So this is my first season. This is my first season of Set It Off. You got a why. Welcome to the process, honey. Welcome to the game. Yes, I'm a newbie. What they call a fr- freshman. <laughs> okay, a freshman, fresh meat, depending on who you ask. Right. <laughs> How's the filming process been for you? Oh my God, filming process was um, was great. Was I was kind of scared at, you can tell, you you probably see that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Never been filmed before like that. 
but um, a great experience. It was a great experience for me. How long did it take you to forget the cameras were there? Or mm. you-, you know what? We just did a um, filming on yesterday, and I really did not notice that the camera crew was there. Um, other times, how does that feel? It felt good because I, I felt like I was not um, being, I, in my mind, was not scripted. It was just real coming out, you know. And what we do is not scripted. But if a camera is facing me when I first did it, I was like, okay, I gotta say this, I gotta say that. I don't want the people to look at me this way, this differently. So that was in the back of my mind. Every time I filmed, I was, I gotta say it this way. I gotta do it this way. I gotta move this way. Cause I got my mom and sister may watch. Oh my God, they gonna figure out. Oh, is he gay? Is he this, this? Why is he acting like that? Cause I'm a certain way around them versus when my friends are around. That makes sense. So, so you were just planning on showing them the show and being like, yeah, I'm the straight one. Ah, no. <laughs> no, not at all. It was just my, uh, <laughs> the demeanor of my, just my demeanor of how I play the field with when I'm around my friends versus my family, basically. Like, I'm trying to figure out how would this look to, you know, them when they watch it. Would I look feminine? Would I do? Would I look this way? You know? And hell, I may you were act the same way around my family and not even notice. You know? You were balancing the butch and the queen when you were balancing your butch queen. I get it. Absolutely. <laughs> totally get it. Now, what do you take away from the reception of the audience now that the show is airing? Oh, what I'm taking away. I know a lot of people don't see me as much yet, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we got some um, some good reads <laughs> from it. We got some good, um, and the thing about it, though, this year, from my understanding, from production um, standpoint, um, they are saying um, that we are getting more views. We have a lot of people Work. that are reached out saying, hey, thank y'all for um, showcasing this. Thank you for showing showcasing that Black young men doing something in the community which is great, it's positive. I like that aspect of it. Absolutely. Um, I like the positive positive side of it. The mess, it's okay, but um, I don't really focus, I really didn't focus on that, really. I was really just trying to give the girls and guys my, um, what I do as right. a physician and as a young black male. So I'm old, but I call myself young. <laughs> Listen, you as young as you feel, child, because I'm 31 and and I project myself as 50. So (laughs) take from that what you will. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let's go back a little bit and we'll circle back to set it off. When did you discover skincare? Oh, wow. Great question because, you know, I never thought about skincare until I had an episode to where I had to go to the dermatologist. I always had good skin. I had to go to the dermatologist and um, they gave us some, they prescribed us some, some prescription, a prescription. And um, from there it worked, but every time it was, it was, for, it was time for me to go back for my, you know, my appointment, my skin breaks out. So it was just something that did not help. So I went to um, an institution. I didn't know anything about an institution. 
Um, shout outs to Diamond Faces, Shay Shay, here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Uh-huh. Hey, Shay Shay. And yeah, I went to her and she was doing my face and I just noticed when um, whatever she was doing with, which was the microdermabrasion, enzyme pills, and just to her services, what I saw, um, I just saw great results. And I asked her, I said, what are you? Are you not a dermatologist? She said, no, I'm not a dermatologist, I'm an esthetician. I said, what is that? She said, you know, someone that this is skincare, um, specialist um, that deals with the skin that's like a dermatologist. And I said, you know, that's something I want to do. So I started learning her process. I ordered my own microdermabrasion machine. I ordered all other types of stuff on my skin. And um, I had got real sick at one point in time. And my skin mm. was, this This what happened. I had got real sick at one point in time and my skin was just breaking out. I don't know what was going on. I had to go to the dermatologist. I had to back that up. I had to go to the dermatologist go to the dermatologist, that didn't work, right? And during that time, I was going to the barber, but I stopped going to the barber because how my skin had turned out. And my barber reached out to me one night. Um, his name is Montu. And he said, hey, I haven't seen you in a few weeks, almost to a month. Is everything okay? And I said, um, and this is very emotional because I was about to commit suicide this night. He's like, what do you need from me? He said, what do you need? I told him what, and it was three things I needed. I said, I want some oranges. I want, um, what was that? Oranges, some um, popsicles. Yep, oranges, popsicles. And it was something else. I can't remember what it was. He brought me all three things. And he also brought me this one thing. I can't tell you that one thing, that last thing that he bought me because it helped me out, right? And um, I did all that. I felt good the next day. I felt real good the next day. I'm like, oh, wow, I needed this. But my skin was just bothering me, bothering me, bothering me. Went to the dermatologist. They can't do much. And so let me tell you, my um, I had just got a house in Snellville, Georgia. Muntu um, passed away on a day that I got my home. My barber, okay. he passed away, and my skin still was giving me issues. But I was going back to, um, <laughs> I was going back and forth to uh, Shay Shay, and I, but I could tell that my skin was, you know, getting better. So I stopped going to her. I purchased my own microdermabrasion machine and other um, other stuff. But I started using the stuff that he gave me that night. That I started mixing it in with other stuff. And I went to a, before, I was using that, but I went to a esthetician school, Black-owned, and um, learned more about the skin. And I started using that stuff that he got me, mixed it in with other stuff, put it on my face. I had to drop out of school for a minute because of my skin, right? I dropped out Mm -hmm. of school. As I cleared my skin up, I went back to um, esthetician school, got aesthetic school, and then got my degree, my skin cleared up from what I was using from what he gave me and um, I guess yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's what it was, that was the reason why you know I got into skincare because I got so low in my spirit a low self esteem at that point because my face, anytime I was around my family, my face just broke out it was crazy, it was stupid crazy and um, yeah, that's what helped me out. That's, that's what made me get into becoming an esthetician. 
that's yeah. absolutely beautiful. I love that, you know, finding <laughs> finding the the revelation in your face or the or or the resolution rather, excuse me, to mm-hmm. your skin problem kind of like brought that whole thing full circle because I can understand how that can Whew. let's just say that I relate. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. And God, God, God kept on saying, like, this is not it. You you got you you're not listening to my voice. You're not listening to my voice. <laughs> I said, oh God. My, my skin was just so bad, but then all of a sudden I start tapping into it. I said, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I need to be at. Help building people's self-esteem. So yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Now as somebody whose job description specifies this term, what would you define as good aesthetics? Good aesthetics? Mm-hmm. As far as like an institution? Mm-hmm. All right. Break it down for me, child. Because like I looked up the 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 term specifically of what aesthetics is. And oh, okay. Like the literal definition of aesthetics reads a set of principles concerned with the nature and appreciation of beauty. Right. Right. And that so, be- Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean to um, cut cut you all. No, no, no. no. I, I, so I, I was just saying, like, so as somebody whose literal job description is, you know, curating someone's own regimen for whatever beauty they want to find or create for themselves, what would you define as good aesthetics? Well, based good on aesthetic- the textbook term. Okay, so good aesthetics. Um, Say for instance, I had a client, a client something, um, they are dry, they have dry skin. I will put them on a regimen that will um, help build their skin to where it is building its own moisture because dry skin is sort of like sensitive skin as well. And just knowing the knowledge and letting them know what products to use, um, I would say that's a great aesthetics. Um, learning the aesthetics of becoming an institution knowing knowing the products knowing your clients knowing the skin knowing what chemicals they should be able to use and what type of services they should be able to um that they should use as well which is called a consult we do a consultation first to let them know that's to me that's a good um aesthetics good esthetician and sending them home and sending that client home with um verbiage of understanding of what they should um, do. So by the time they come back to next, come back to me, then we can work on something else that gradually um, moves on to where they're trying to get with their skin. Just keeping them on task. You're kind of like a coach, <laughs> a skin coach. Perfect. I think that's what you're asking. Yes. But as a aesthetics can be many things, because being in property management, they the aesthetics of a building. So the structure, the beauty of a building. So yeah. <laughs> I love a varietized dancer. Please go into the multitudes. I love that. So yes. <laughs> so 
what would you tell potential clients to look for when they're look when they're considering finding or they're looking for their good esthetician? Like, like, what do you tell potential clients to look for? What I tell, so, um, anybody can be an esthetician, but you gotta know um, the background of it. That's one, um, you wanna know, you wanna read that, you wanna get their reviews as well. You know, uh, I always tell people that, I, I, I do not try to what we call, I call it blockbusting, um, where um, don't go there, but go there. You know, mm. but finding that um, that best institution for your skin, you know, because I can tell you to go down to um, I'm just gonna make up a spa. Um, she she spa right, but she spa is owned by a Caucasian. I'm black. Would I prefer to go to she shop? I mean, yes, she spa are either come to me. I would tell them from listening to my clients, they went to She Spa, because I don't want to I don't want to say the spa. <laughs> right. They go to She Spa and it was, you know, a Caucasian method, and, they, and the chemicals that they were using burnt their skin. And I get a lot of that. And I had to tell them the difference of what what um products they're using versus what we use. Now I can use the same products that what uh, She Spa is using. But I know if you learn the skin, because they don't know our skin like that. They're trying to tear us some. And now I'm not racist, but some if you if they continue <laughs> to burn your skin, <laughs> if they continue to burn your skin, they're trying to mess up your melanin. Come on now, right? You know. So, so like, how do you tell? Like how? How am I trying to word this? <laughs> because hmm, I'll come back to that because <laughs> I had a specific way of wording it and then I lost it <laughs> but fine. what is your ultimate goal in the beauty field my ultimate goal love that question Um, I do want to one day rent out a spa Mm -hmm. a spa space and I also want to have a school where I'm teaching spa it's teaching the spa business teaching um, estheticians yeah. okay. I do want to get to that um, to that stage of life working on it I am working on it nice blessings and manifestations to you I am yeah. sure you will you will collect that blessing sooner rather than later Absolutely. God's time. Of course. <laughs> now, what sparked your interest in radio? So in radio, a lot of people don't know this. So back in the day when I was young, there was this um, radio station called 107.9 in Macon, mm -hmm. Georgia. I used to work up under them. Um, that, a lot of people don't know a lot of stuff about Marciano King. I just give a little bits and pieces. Only my my closest friends, my good Judy's, would know this. Work on a, <laughs> <laughs> work on a radio station back in Macon, Georgia, with some friends. Um, had so much fun doing that. And then um, I did, uh, you know, Station Head. I did that for um, a few months. I loved it. Um, yeah. 
So that's why right. I don't do it now. But yeah, I can I can log into the station here now and you know go live. Of course. Mm-hmm. But um yeah. So do you have any intentions of of picking that back up or or do you have any intentions of transitioning from internet radio to traditional at some point? Um, I think a lot of stuff is going digital now. So I think I would stick with that, the station head, internet, radio, just okay. like YouTube. So yeah. Can you speak to the advantages and or the disadvantages of of doing it on the internet versus doing it through stations and you know those type of traditional format? Well, station is more so um, you working on an off um, a network and the disadvantage. There, I don't think there's any disadvantage in that one. The disadvantage being on internet, you know, sometimes the connection may be bad. <laughs> you get what I'm saying yes the digital part of it because you know the computers don't they say computers are smart but they do crash hello (laughs) so you get tattoo but it's free Um, Stationhead is actually a free um, platform that you can um, with being on the radio you know you got to pay sponsorship well you get sponsorships to be on, to be on live, to be on the air sometimes because, you know, you got to pay for that. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for that. So, yeah. Now, jumping back into your experiences with reality television. Now that the season the is airing, <laughs> huh? I'm just the baby in this industry right now. <laughs> well, you know, as the new girl on the block, as you yes. know, Nunu in the room. Are you feeling any differently watching the show back now, seeing all of the footage that you weren't privy to before? Um. Well, I don't see anything uh, from. Oh, I was. Oh. It's funny that you ask that because the the footage that I'm in, I remember like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't see anything different from that. Because okay. I was so, once we filmed some of the stuff that I was in, I was like, oh, I hope I, um, hope I didn't look crazy. Hope I didn't do this. Hope I did that. That was going through my mind anyway. Like I need to be focused. I need to do this, this, and that. So yeah. Okay, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, what percentage of your castmates would you say are your actual friends versus your coworkers? <laughs> I have, let's see, my my friends. I can actually call them my brothers. I say that, call them my brothers. Um, mm-hmm. Black, Buzz Clown, London. And um, Quan, Enrique, those in my babies. I would say my baby girl JT. That's my that's my little baby. I love her. I love her. I love her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Chauncey. That's my little baby. Antonio. 
I call him my little baby brother too. Um, we haven't really just click, click, click like a big brother, big brother, little brother, but we have had our conversations and um, that's, he's like my little baby as well. I call him my little, um, my little cast member husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love that. Yeah, Shout out to him. Yes, Antonio, but what they call Blackwood. Uh-huh. And shout out to JT, too. She's been on the show before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, that's my little road rat. <laughs> Had a great time talking to her. Shout out to her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and yeah, the other cast members, Terrence, um, I love them. I love them all, you know. But my, um, a good, good friend from the, from the whole cast member, um, he kind of knows almost everything. I would say black. Okay. Yeah. Now, which dynamic do you prefer? Do you prefer going through reality tele, going through reality, reality television with people who you consider to be your real friends, or do you prefer to just come in, clock in, do your scene, and go home? Um, I prefer if I ever had a choice. Um, to be around my friends so people can really see Marciano and what the streets call me, uh, Ishmael. They they can see that. <laughs> it's funny, like not when I be call around me Ishmael. My, what now? I said not call me Ishmael. Yeah, call me Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. Okay. Definitely my my friends' friends. That's they know me by calling me Ishmael because it was something that happened. I was on um, a dating app and it was one of them, but it was they were catfishing me basically. They knew who I was. And yeah. I gave them that name, Ishmael. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So that's when, when every time they see me, that's what they call me Ishmael. That is so funny. Yeah. You're not going to get that, that blood name at all. <laughs> Word. Because mm -hmm. the kids like to look you up on Facebook and stuff. No, you're not going to get that. Yeah, that's... Ooh, yeah. Shout, <laughs> out to, uh, shout out to all y'all. That's a new dating street. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How do you think your show stands with and stands apart from the other shows in this LGBTQ web reality show space? Okay, well, I don't really watch too many of it um, <clears throat> to compare. I can't compare it, but I can tell you that we're bringing something different. Okay. Very different. Very different characters um, from each uh, walks of life. So, um, me, I'm bringing something different versus the other reality. They're bringing something different as well. So I can't, right. I can't compare. I can't compare us to anyone. And I, I would, I would hope they wouldn't compare themselves to us. No competition it's here. <laughs> we, hey, we. That's Ooh. all we do. Working. Absolutely love that. What has been the hardest thing for you to film this season? The hardest thing to film this season, um, just getting feedback from production. Uh, the people I really wish that I could give more of me, but I was so afraid of certain things to give to people. But I think I took that big step on episode seven when I came out to 
everyone at a tea tasting um, party and let them know I haven't came out to my parent, my my family yet. That's one of the most hardest. Yeah. Um. Okay. So to switch the energy on that, what's been the most fulfilling thing for you to film this season? Well, oh, just being in the lab, working on a face. Um, I love that. And, and also talking about different um, um, businesses I have. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the person... In you, in in your opinion, is the person the audience is receiving from the show the same person you set out to present to the world? To the world, mm-hmm. as me? Yeah, like are they getting the real reality of who you are? Are we getting from the show the real reality of who Marciano is? Absolutely. I'm not coming in with no rah-rah. So absolutely, you're getting the authentic side of me. I love that you internalized that question because I framed the intention of that question for if anybody wanted to talk about the editing, uh-huh. that was their question to do it. And that right. was their question to do it. Like, like, are, like, is the show presenting you in the way that you thought or that you set out to be presented in? So I love that you internalized that. It was like, oh yeah, bitch, I'm doing everything I thought I was gonna be doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Can't toes down. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. Is there one specific thing that you look most forward to seeing unfold this season? Um, uh, for me or for any of my cast members? You can do either or. Well, I just want the audience to see what our young, black, LGBT, all those other letters uh, cast members are doing as far as putting out their work. I want them to see that part of, um, of the show and not just focus on all the mess at times. And I'm not even talking about me because I'm not, I'm not a selfish person. I'm just talking about the younger crowd that's part of Set It Off. I want them to really just bring out who they really are and what they actually do. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So, if you could sum it up into one specific thing, what is the most important thing you want us to, to take away from your story on the show? My story of the show, I want you to know that Marciano is a business person that's very careful with a lot of things, his surroundings, uh, an observer. Um, He is a winner. He is, um, like I said, a serial entrepreneur. And he do have fun. He he loves to have fun. He cares a lot about, even if someone have done done him wrong, me, done me wrong, I'm going to still love that person, even though I'm going to get them together when I have that time in that moment, you know? (laughs) But no, um, I'm just a positive vibe. Me, I'm just a positive vibe. What has reality TV taught you about people? (laughs) I can tell you this. 
when I was talking to my 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 bestie on the show, um, <laughs> how can I put this and put it in the right way? Because I don't want I don't want to tell the whole the uh, all the scenes. Um, sure. Oh shoot! Ask that question again. I can come up with a, a good 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 something real realness. Real reality realness, baby. <laughs> There's one thing that I tell every. There's one thing that I end up telling everybody that comes on my show at some point because people are always like, people have a tendency to like come on the show and be like, this may be controversial, this may get uh-huh. canceled, this may be problematic. And like, I always have to stop the interview hard cold. I'm like, we don't do that here. You're right. in a safe space. And I'm going to tell you the same thing that I tell everybody else. Talk your shit. <laughs> Uh, ask me that question again. I'm going to give it to you. Now, with that being said, (laughs) (laughs) what has reality television taught you about people? Okay. I can put it like this in real life. Um, I know growing up, there were things I had to um, fight through. Um, Being around supposed to be grown people as well. There were certain things with this group I had to um, fight through at times. There were things that, you know, that was said that I felt like um, should not be said, but I said, you know what? It's, it's, it's expected because I have been through that before. Um, so in reality, as it is, because this is what we're supposed to do is give our reality. I just thought that, you know, um, not thought, because I can't go into it as a thought like that. I can say this, everybody's different. Everybody's um, giving what they're supposed to give. And I feel like, you know, some things could have been kept and some things could have been, what they say, kept and unseen. Yeah. But overall, I just think people did what they were supposed to do um, as far as themselves, um, their way of thinking, their mindset. And I did what I was supposed to do. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> what have you learned about yourself from experiencing reality TV versus watching it? Ooh. Now, some things I see on TV, I just feel like it's scripted. Um, from my perspective, none of this was um, scripted. It was just all real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all all real life. Okay. Everybody was giving them, giving themselves at some point. So yeah, I dig that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could really sit and think about it, have you found yourself yet? I found myself, you know what? I found bits and pieces of myself this year. Okay. That I can get on the phone and call my bestie and we just cry about it. <laughs> mm. We just be so real and we can just, as brothers, we can just cry about it. He's actually Absolutely. been like my number one supporter through this whole idea. And I'm talking about Black, you know, he's really been. He's really been that 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 person. Uh, shout out Ooh, to that Black. brings eyes because you know uh, I love 
someone that is um, loyal. Yeah. Loyal. And he's one of the most loyal, I don't care what anybody say, however how they feel about him, we had we got a bond, and one thing about our bond is we our birthdays on the same day, August twelfth. Wow! Is Shout out to the crazy. August babies. I'm August thirtieth. Work. Okay. Yes. So. Yeah. I absolutely love that for y'all. Uh-huh. Did you guys meet on the show? Did you know each other before the show? How did you guys friendship develop? Wow, we used to just talk through um, social media because I was like, hey, let's. Let's do it. I'll ask him about a, um, a reality TV show because I saw him on some shows and I was like, hey, I didn't thought about doing this. Blah, blah, blah. He said, you know what? I haven't. He said, but you know, when I'm thinking about doing it, we can uh, link up and talk about it. I said, cool, cool. So um, I didn't know he was on the show until I watched um, bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We didn't so wait. So wait, you didn't know he was on the show until you saw it before you joined the show, or you didn't right. know like until you just showed up on set and was like, "Oh hey." No, so so he does skincare as well. So I was looking at one of his um his IG pages for skincare, okay. and I thought that he was on some type of show, and it wasn't set off; it was something else. And then when I realized when I started watching Set It Off, like the old season, I said, "Oh, that's him. That's black." So yeah. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. So now, do you see a potential, you know, for for the girls that are going to ask this, when is the Marciano Black spinoff happening? Ah! I don't know. You have to watch. When is, when is Estheticians of Atlanta happening? When's the date? When's it coming out? When are we oh, getting the trailer? You know, you gotta, you, you gotta watch. <laughs> stay tuned, children, because I think I just hit a button. Absolutely. <laughs> watch. <laughs> to stay tuned, children. Pay yes, attention. stay tuned, booze. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, what does... I, and, I, I hope you don't mind me asking. Okay. How old are you now? Me? Yeah. I'm 20. You're 20? 20 years old. Wow. Baby, I'm 40. I'm 42. Wow. Got I'm 40, it. I'm 42. Because <laughs> I was about to say, if you tell me something, I'm going to believe it. Like, I'm <laughs> going to believe it to your face. I'm not here to debate how old you feel. Right. Like I told you before. Word. Because like I told you before, I'm 31 and I project 50. So... Okay. (laughs) You land on the calendar wherever you feel is necessary. Thanks. (laughs) Now, what does 42-year-old Marciano say to 22-year-old Marciano today? Oh, Marciano, you know what? At the age of 20, you were still living your best life at age 20, doing your thing. And to this day, you're still the same person that you was before. Nothing about you have changed since 20. You have been that same person. Mm -hmm. And anybody that knew me back then would say the same thing about the 
42-year-old when he was 20. That rubs shoulders with me. I love that. Yeah. So with all of that being said, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, Ooh. I swear that I'm a professional. now with all of that being said how do you want to be remembered how do I want to be remembered oh that's a good question because you know what we are all kings so I want you to first know that I am a king and when I leave if I ever leave this world (laughs) just know that I everything I have um, everybody have gotten a piece of gem from me you know anything positive from me and and when people see me when people walk up to me even my friends they remember the good things that I have done and have said to them and that they stand on and what I stand on so yeah I'm perfect yeah my last question for you is where can the people find you and all the things that you would like to promote Okay, you can find me on IG. It is Marciano King. That's M A R C I A N O K I N G. You can also find me on TikTok, Marciano King. M A R C I A N O K I N G. I'm not giving you my Facebook, peoples. (laughs) But you can catch me on those two. What? <laughs> Absolutely love that. Marciano, thank you so much for being here. You are absolutely fucking hilarious. But thank you so thank much you, for baby. being here. This has been an incredible conversation. Yes. I absolutely love your story. And yes. I hope to have you back on at some point because I would love to get even deeper into into your S into your S esthetician background okay i would love to have you come on and give tips and just all types of things like that i love it i love it like dive into your bag and like really just like promote your business yes we never fumble well guys on that note (laughs) period we we absolutely love that and on that note, you guys, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in. And a special, special thank you to my guest, Marciano King, for blessing the podcast. I want to remind every single one of you guys to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And I, as always, put the mess in message. Until next time, love you, bye. Peace. (laughs) All right.